a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. It's Friday, it's four o'clock, it is Short Fuse, and Johnny's looking like a rabbit in the headlights because he just walked in from the loo. Just pull yourself together, boy. Shocking. Uh, shout out this week to the man with no toenails. Ah, uh, Freddie, big round of applause, guys. Come on. Whoa, he's applauding himself. So our little ginger elf, he did the ma- a marathon in, what was it, six hours, 42? No, seven hours. No, he did it. No, he did it in four hours. And was it 16 seconds? 16 seconds. And he only was 16 seconds out because he kissed his sister and his girlfriend. You fool. Always do that later, Freddie. But he did a bloody good job. And his grand total is how much is it? £6,251.20. Wow, 6,000 quid. Ladies and gents, big round of applause, I think. No. Uh, absolutely no, seriously, he, he surprised us all. Uh, he's still a moaning little git, but we, uh, we admire him for what he's done. Well done, Fredo. Excellent, lovely. Anyway, enough of that. Let's move on to our story of the week. Now, this is really, really, really quite interesting. So, published it this morning, 72% of Brits are worried about energy independence. Now, I bet you, if you'd asked what energy independence was, literally maybe two years ago, no one would have a clue. So this is a survey by BES, the um, Business and Energy Department, and they do a public attitude tracker survey. And they looked at 2,000 households, uh, and from last year, so this is really interesting, the people who are concerned about our energy independence has gone from energy independence has gone from 66% concern last year to 72% this year. Now that's really quite uh, significant, and that is probably to do with the fact that we've had a uh, real tough winter. We've had price rises. We've had all the stuff about the beast from the east, and when we had the headlines in all the papers saying you know a couple of days away from running out of gas, and most of these people. And okay, 2000 is a small survey, but this is the standard survey they use year on year. Mostly people think that we are too dependent on other nations for our energy. Not a surprise there. And that we're not investing enough in other sources. Now, both those points, let's look at it. Are we more dependent? Yeah, we are. Why? Well, we've decided to close everything off. You know, we have got rid of, since Energy Live News started, we have gone from having probably... 65 to 70% of our energy produced every day by coal to virtually zero. Uh, I think we ran three, four days, was it this week? Uh, Yeah, yeah, three days without coal, right? We've closed down all those coal plants. We've closed down all the support we had so that we knew the grid would always have some power for us. In the meantime, what have we done? We haven't really invested much in Hinkley. You know, it took ages for it to get going. We should have been having power from Hinkley last year. Okay, it still hasn't been built, so nuclear is not filling in that gap. Yes, we've got some wind, we've had a bit more of that, but the real big thing has been gas, and we've got that from abroad because, again, our North Sea gas is pretty much drained out. We haven't done shelving, so all of these things the public are right. We need other people's power, principally, we need other people's gas. And in terms of not investing in other sources, well, I suppose that. The public can say that, but as we saw was about just over a year and a half ago, 
Oh no, it was must have been longer than that. But basically, when the Tory government uh, had come in, it was just before um, the referendum. Uh, there was a, a memo and it was quite famous, let's cut the green crap, yeah? The reason people's bills were going up is because of the green levies for green investment. The public don't like their bills going up, so then the government said, oh no, let's not do that, so let's not have the green investment. So the public here are saying two things. Johnny, stop fiddling with your papers. We're live on air. You're such an idiot, honestly. Uh, so the public saying two things. We want uh, energy independence. Well, then you're going to have to invest in it. So if you're going to invest in it, then afraid guys, we're going to have to pay more. Okay, next story is about two of the big six. So SSE and NPower. For the last probably about eight months, it's been rumbling that these two will get together. And as you may recall, uh, the Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, uh, said, hmm, this is a little bit troublesome because will it mean less competition? So they've been looking into it. And they are still concerned. In fact, what they're concerned about is that this tie-up could actually put bills up for domestic energy users. So they said that competition amongst the big six, and you may think, oh, they don't compete against each other because the prices are pretty much the same. Well, perhaps the reason the prices are pretty much the same is because they're all competing against each other. So they know that the market won't take one of them being very, very cheap, one of them being very, very expensive. So the expensive one wouldn't be there. So, but they're worried if you take a third of the big six out, yeah, in one suit, if, if SSE and NPower get together and create this new energy company, well, that's two companies that don't have to compete with each other now and can go and set prices that they think are what they really need. What will, the, what will it mean for the others that are left? So, interesting that they want more scrutiny. They've talked about uh, having a report back by the 3rd of May and... I don't know, this deal will probably happen, but I do think it's quite a salient point to discuss whether the fact that you do have big suppliers fighting it out for our markets keeps the prices low, or whether, as people say, it's a broken market and you know it in artificially inflates it. One thing is for certain, with the potential introduction, well, not say potential, the introduction of the price cap, that's gonna really affect the way that our energy is priced by these big suppliers. And whatever anyone says, and we've got a story a bit later about smaller suppliers, the bulk of all of it is coming from the big ones. Okay, and then this one, I thought this was quite good as a world record. We don't really do world records very often on Energy Live News, but this is one for energy. So General Electric uh, recorded a world record in energy efficiency. So in Japan, they had a gas turbine which turned 63% of its fuel into electricity. That's enough to supply 2.7 million homes. It's that big, right? So um, I think that's great. You know, and that, that efficiency thing is one of the biggest things that we have to work on, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. We don't want to have much more power generation. What we should be doing is using the resources we have, but more efficiently. And whatever anyone says, and you know, let's have more renewable energy. These sort of things, these turbines that give us the power that we were just talking about now, the static power we need, they need to be more efficient. This one is, and to add to the, uh, the, the, the side of it, it runs on LNG, which is cleaner and also lighter to transport. So that's all pretty good. I don't know what happened there. Probably there was a cock up because something fell over. Anyway, nice one, Rob. Well done. Uh, more stories later, but now back by proper and public demand. 
It is the banter box. Is he in? Are we on? A little bit over, a little bit over. A little bit over. Hello. I'm back. Um, I'm so glad you're here. How are you? Uh, I'm great. It's Friday afternoon, so I'm looking forward to a weekend of rest and then another week of work. It's all the right things. <laughs> Look at that. It's all the right things to say. Pree's watching, because Pree's working from home. You don't believe a word he says, do you, Pree? That's for sure. Uh, now, I think we should banter about this. Bristol. Bristolian. Right. Yeah. So, Bristol Energy... The story we did last year, was it? I can't remember when they launched. So it's one of those energy companies set up by council. And it was all about, you know, whoa, we're going to go and fight for the people and get you power and screw yeah, the big six. a rare good idea. Rare so good idea, absolutely. Hasn't quite worked. But uh, hasn't quite worked for the business side. So what's happened is this week, Bristol Council, bearing in mind Bristol Energy, by Bristol. Bristol Council said that Bristol Energy was too expensive to provide their own energy. Yeah, even though they own it. Even though they own it. And, and run it. And run it. Uh, and so... Yeah, it turns but, out to be more expensive than what British Gas could offer. Boom. Uh, so despite all the local councillors encouraging their citizens uh, to switch to smaller, more independent, cheaper and more sustainable energy supplies, which Bristol Energy is compared to British Gas, fairly objectively, uh, they have been hypocritical and stayed with the big six i think this is hilarious yeah it is hilarious it yeah. is hilarious so we're not even having banter about this you agree with me <laughs> yeah yeah there's no uh, no bickering today no bickering i think it's hilarious because i've always said that we need more choice and there's nothing wrong with that mm. but i've always been very skeptical at the ideas of councils running energy companies because frankly they don't even empty my bins properly yeah, yeah. right and we know what council are like. And there's not a fault of that because there's loads of cutbacks in local government. We know that. So this story looks like what's happened is, and let's not be, we're not being uh, wrong to say that actually this is just a commercial decision. They for, need a fair tender. Yeah, uh, so exactly. if the price of British gas is lower, then they yeah. have no choice in the Absolutely. matter, really. Yeah, yeah. But uh, don't keep clapping your thing. Look, your lights. You get in the way of your light, <laughs> you fall. My turn. God, honestly, what did I tell you about this? You can't hire people these days. No, I, what did I say to you about? Oh yeah, you were doing well on TV, and now what have you done? I like know. a Testing goat <laughs> straight away. But in all seriousness, for the um, domestic user, it's still all right, though, isn't it? Yeah. And there's plenty of these out there. Angel, Electricity in uh, uh, Islington. There's yeah. uh, what's the other one? With Robin Hood. Yeah. Up in Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are reasons. I think it's a shame because obviously they by Bristol Council sticking with their own energy supply, yes. that would have set a good example for people to go with the more independent route, uh, which you know, they, Bristol Council has said they, they would recommend. Let's discuss but someone who's always a bit tight with money, your dad, right? Yep. This is good. Right, so your dad, as you well know, I'm just telling him how yeah, come I've just caught him out. I've caught him out. But if you think about people like that who you know would go, right, if we had a local energy council, do you think your dad would go for it or not? Yeah, we're on a, I think our energy at home is, I won't mention the company, no. but it's one of the smaller, more independent renewable yeah. energy suppliers. So yeah, he has gone down that route. So it's really interesting that a lot of people yeah. would think that actually if we got local, it would be good. Yeah. But I suppose this story of what's happened, and remember, let's be put the caveat, it's for their commercial energy. Not what they're supplying to the people, but no. what they're supplying to the council. We'll to, talk about what they're supplying that. to the people. Yeah, in a you, I knew that. God, I knew this was coming. <laughs> a bit of a crappy story. Yeah, all right, enough. Uh, but I think 
that this does show you some of these pitfalls of having lots and lots of energy companies out there because unlike Germany, which is used to having hundreds of regional companies, we're not used to it here. No. No, we're just used to our main ones. Uh, oh, trust uh, Malcolm, no, don't worry. I know that you, you, you really, you know, you like to sp splash the cash when it comes to the right things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, actually, the last point for this story is 90% of councils at the moment are supplied by the big six uh, Amazing, or, or big oil and gas firms. So they, the bulk of them still have to make the jump. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now with Bristol. Or Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. Okay, go uh -huh. on. Then. Um Yes, so Bristol. Bristol is using the raw sewage okay. uh, from about a million of its citizens and the people in the surrounding area. Yeah, so uh, I was going to say Bristol's not that. Not yeah, that yeah. Big. yeah. Uh, so it's basically collecting the sewage that comes out of everyone's toilets, yeah. uh, fermenting it, yeah. digesting it, yes. uh, and turning it into green gas, which is taking over from the more carbon intensive natural gas. So people's poops are basically helping Bristol cut its carbon footprint of its uh, heating and power. I think this is good. Yeah, I think it's good. Why uh, don't we do more of this? You know what I mean? It's like you think about one of the big natural resources out there is, frankly, us. Yeah. As always, we're always going to be going to the loo. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, that power can, the, from about a million, million homes, yeah. uh, it, it's actually powering about 8,300 homes all of the time, which I think is still quite good for something we're not yeah, using anyway. Yeah, that's not bad, is it, really? Yeah. I mean, it's like sort of nearly 7, 8%. 8,000 homes for yeah. free, kind of, because otherwise that would just be going to waste. Uh, and there's a slightly... It's an, it's an interesting fact. Don't, don't encourage him, Alex. <laughs> don't encourage him. Uh, there's an interesting fact, uh, which By the way, is... someone said this week about your emails, which are very good, by the way, if you get Johnny's emails. Hilarious. So he's just gone pun crazy. Yeah, I, get, I, I got carried away with things. You did, but, didn't um, you, this week? Yeah, but all the fans love it, so... Yeah. Uh, so basically... That's his mum, by the way. This sounds slightly gory, I think, but... Okay, is there, is there a warning we need to give? So, a, an average family... <laughs> yes. If they go to the toilet constantly... Are we still on the poo story? Yeah, we're still there. Constantly for two weeks. Yes. Uh, then after that two weeks, their poops will have generated enough power to cook a whole roast dinner. <laughs> Can I just <laughs> say something, right? In this office, right now, because none of the girls are here, there's a lot of energy being generated by our poops. Mm. Because you lot, particularly Rob, Rob's been to the loo about four times yesterday. He's in there for about three. And you... We've got tons of the stuff kicking around. Tons of the stuff. <laughs> so basically, if you need to charge your phones, <laughs> come on over to our office. We can help you out. Anyway, can we move on from poo? Yeah, I've forgotten about it already. All right, good. Carry on. Okay, so we've got a story about Nigeria okay. uh, and the UK, actually. So they're both linked in this story. Yes. And that's because we are sent. the UK is sending uh, about 6,000 tonnes of illegal electronic waste to Nigeria each year. Ah. Um, and yeah, so basically that's being done by being shipped in vehicles. So imagine there's old vehicles being shipped to Nigeria. Yeah. I don't know, either for sale or to be <coughs> yeah. scrapped somewhere Scrap cars or whatever. Or like, yeah. uh, obviously there's a lot of empty space within yeah. the cars yeah. that the guys shipping it could make more money on because basically the more they can pack into these shipping containers, mm -hmm. uh, the more the scrap yards in Nigeria are going to pay them for the weight or So whatever. what are they putting in then? Uh, so the space in the cars, they're basically stuffing with like TVs, old computers, DVD players. And this is being scrapped or just thrown or, or they're trying to, uh, I suppose people are trying to get what, what, are, what are valuable things out of these things. Like yeah, LCDs. so I think they will still be stripped down yeah. um, for their parts and some of them will be re reused, some will end up in landfills, probably, you know, the same proportions that's happening to the actual cars. 
but the point is they're not being declared. So <laughs> the ones that do end up in landfill, uh, it basically means that we're shipping stuff to Nigeria that ends up in landfill and not helping them out at all. So there you go. They don't know it's going We're there. being all middle class and thinking we're doing something for the environment, but it's not. It's being dumped on a beach somewhere. Yep. Bad people. And then finally, or uh, not finally? Finally. Is it finally or have we got more? Uh, no, this is the last one. Uh, it's about... By the way, I don't know if you heard it. That was Freddie going to the loo. Just adding some more power to the It's people. constant. It's a circular constant. economy. It is a circular waste. economy. Uh, so this one's about Baz Landstorp. Uh, hey. So the CEO of Mars One. If you've been keeping up with our website, you will have seen a couple of interviews and stories about him recently. Uh, and he's speaking at Elf, obviously. So come along. Um, energy Live Future. Yes, Energy not Live Future, Elf. not Elf. That is an internal term. <laughs> internal kind of slang, term. sorry, not elf. Um, and yeah, so basically, if you've seen the stories, you'll already know. But Baz is wanting to set up a settlement on Mars. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously quite interesting. Uh, and But that raises the question of how you're going to power a settlement on Mars, because yeah. you can't really go there and have a long cable trailing from the Earth. Uh, so he's basically said that you'd need, so he thinks they're going to need solar panels or a mini nuclear reactor. Uh, to power this settlement on Mars. Now, isn't that funny? We might have a clip of that, which I was going to use a bit later. But as soon as we've got it, Robert, would you like to play that clip of Baz? I like the fact that we've got Mars behind us. It's quite cool. So hang on, have a listen to him. The first manned mission is 2032, which is already 14 years away. So, so many things will change in these 14 years. That Who knows what kind of rockets we'll have available, what kind of systems we will have available. But there's some alternatives. Um, so... Instead of sending solar panels from Earth, one idea might be to produce parts of the solar panels on Mars. So, for example, just a, a, just a crazy idea, you could um, produce uh, plastic film on Mars and then print uh, the, the solar panel uh, electronics, basically, onto the panel that you've produced on Mars and cover it with a really thin uh, transparent film. And that would reduce your uh, your import, so to say, from Earth, which is, of course, really expensive, would reduce it to a few percent of the total weight of the solar panels. So that, that would be really interesting. So that, I think, is very interesting. The idea of kind of like spray-on panels, mm. and then he talks about, later on, he talks about reactors. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of him, obviously, someone's got to come over. But what did you think about the ideas that he's talking about there? Because the story you've written is all about, you know, people think Mars, pie in the sky, why do it? But yeah. actually, he's talking about do it for, for, for Earth. Yeah, so he was saying the, his general reason for wanting to go to Mars is he thinks that, uh, obviously, it's a big step for humans' exploration and everything, pushing the frontier of what we can do. But there's also the element of people say, oh, why bother going to Mars uh, when we have Earth? But he's trying to demonstrate that when we go to Mars and see how hard it is to set up kind of a self-sustaining human community where you can even go outside and enjoy yourself, uh, everyone's going to realise, wow, Earth's pretty good. Let's not screw it up if our next best option is going to this dusty, dead-ish planet. Earth's pretty good. Even Croydon. And yeah. Alex. Yes, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but no, all seriousness, you've got to listen to him. It's a fantastic... He's got a great uh, sort of whole kind of, um, I'd say, not just inspiring speech, but a kind of one that opens your mind. Mm. Uh, and so 7th of June, uh, I'll talk to you the dates for that. He'll be coming along for that. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, nothing else really, uh, other than the fact you can contact us at stories at energylivenews.com, as usual. 
uh, for any feedback or stories that you think we should be writing about, anything like that. And getting you out there, because we haven't got you out there, right, have we? No, I've been locked in the office yeah, for weeks on end. It's just not good. So, Circular Economy, stories about poo, he's your man. Yeah. Adios. Adios. Can you not rattle your microphone as you leave this week? Or can we cut his sound, because clearly he does that and you know that all the time. Can we, have you muted him? Is he gone? Good. Thank you very much. So, uh, let's do, as we said, Baz Lansdorp, the uh, dates for the diary. I see that I've now shrunk in size, but there we go. That's good. Thank you very much. Uh, right, so Baz is speaking at Energy Life Future on the 7th of June. You'll see the diary date up there. Uh, we have just had the deadline day for Telka. So uh, Telka is happening on the 28th of June, and you will see the shortlist on the 21st of May. Is that right, Freddie? 21st of May. 21st of May. And then finally, Expo. Now, we've had some really big news about Expo, which I will bring to you next week, but you won't want to miss that. And that is on the 31st of October. So we'll be doing uh, something all about that. So there are the dates for your diary. But particularly if you're a major energy user, do sign up for Energy Life Future on the 7th of June. Uh, we've been uh, sending invites out right now. Okay, almost at the end. Any shout outs? Pre, oh, hello, Pre. The quality of the video is great today. The quality of the video is great today. It's always good. So it's always good, says Alex. Yeah. Nothing from Corcoran. No. Ah, oh, poor old Corky. He told me he was not feeling that well. Oh. I said, I just said, rub, rub it. You know, the bit that's hurting. Just rub it. It stings. It does sting. I know sometimes, Kev. But just keep rubbing it, and that'll be it. Uh, no word from Vicky this week. God, no one's watching. It's such a nightmare. Anyway, before we go, our end finally, and this is a cracking story. So, um, a Spanish scientist has just invented a way to capture water from the air. This is brilliant. So, basically, uh, a company uh, has come together with this scientist uh, called Water Inception. They're based in Geneva, using a bit of crowdfunding, and this, I think. Honestly, in all seasons, is an incredible piece of kit. It takes moisture from the air. It then uses uh, sunlight and solar panels to UV whap it, zap it to clean the water up. And then what you get is drinking water. And the idea is you can get these units and you can put them into places like uh, big uh, sort of refugee camps. Can you be quiet in there, Jeff? I knew he's walked in at this point. Uh, so this is, I think incredible if they can get the funding for it it would be amazing because you then have clean water for people who are in terrible terrible situations and these things if they can get it going they can produce about 400 liters of water a day from the air so just dragging the moisture in so if there's one thing that that's worth following up guys from today just have a look at that water inception check them out I think they're still looking for funding. We think it's a great thing. Right, that is it. Uh, do hope you have a, a lovely week. Uh, keep yourselves warm because apparently we're just going to get absolutely hammered by rain and snow. We'll see you next time.